With exactly one week until kickoff, it's time for me to make my 2022 predictions for Missouri Tiger football. What upsets do I see happening for the Tigers, if any? Well, let's talk about that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball each and every weekday. Of course, I did take a Veterans Day off yesterday, but here we are back in the saddle with again one week to go until Tiger football And by the way, I would like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and conditions apply. And if you've been listening to my show here the past month or so, You know I'm really bullish on Missouri to, at the very least, go over its five-and-a-half win total for the season over at betonline.net. And, well, interestingly enough, just here as an aside, I checked just now as we were, just before I started recording this podcast, and Missouri off the board currently now over at betonline.net. Not sure what to make of that. Did somebody listen to my podcast, maybe... Perhaps a Lori or a Walton or a Cronky or somebody. Perhaps they listen to my podcast and put a million bucks on it. Maybe even Floyd Mayweather. Who knows? But just thought that was interesting to note that suddenly those odds are off the board. Thought they were very favorable for a Missouri over bet. But regardless of that, how about game by game? How do I see all of this playing out? Well, let's start with Louisiana Tech, of course, one week from today. About, gee, six hours from now, it'll officially be one week from today, will be kickoff. And certainly, I'm going to have a ton more on this game next week. So I'll just say this quickly about the Louisiana Tech game. Again, about a 19-point spread over at betonline.net for Missouri. If the Tigers are going to be good this season, as in better than we Tiger fans expect, then it better pound Louisiana Tech in pretty convincing fashion. They better cover that 19-point spread. I don't want to see like what we saw last year against North Texas when, yeah, Missouri won by two possessions, but the defense gave up a bunch of yards, and that game was still relatively in doubt somewhat into the second half. That's not what we want to see. We want to see Missouri take a pretty bad Louisiana Tech team and really control the game. If they're going to be as good as I expect them to be, they better cover this spread. So that's something to really watch, in my humble opinion. But of course, I got Missouri moving to 1-0, and which moves us to really the the real start of the, st- start of the season, hopefully in some ways, in Manhattan, Kansas, week two. Fortunately, the Tigers will have a couple extra days to prepare for the Wildcats. And a lot of this comes down to, as many football games to, do come down to, is the quarterback position. Just how good is Brady Cook? I think he's going to be pretty doggone good. And obviously he's had some experience, including a very promising bowl game last season that gives us an indication that he's a good player. 
but just how good is he? And maybe just as importantly, over on the other side, just how good is Adrian Martinez, the Kansas State, who's expected to be the Kansas State starting quarterback in week one, transferred from Nebraska. And boy, Nebraska obviously has struggled mightily the last couple seasons under Scott Frost. And I can't say that Adrian Martinez wasn't a part of that. And, and I really hate double negatives. So allow me to say that a little differently. It's not as though Adrian Martinez escapes blame for the last couple seasons at Nebraska. So I don't know that that is an obvious upgrade at the quarterback position. So if you're a Missouri fan and you want to pick the Tigers against the Wildcats, I think that's probably your biggest reason. If Missouri has an advantage at quarterback, a significant one, I think they have a really good chance to beat Kansas State. I'm just not sure I'm ready to go there yet. My gut feeling has been this early in the season, I think the Tigers are going to be good, but I'm getting flashbacks and accuse me of recency bias if you like here. You've probably got a good point. But I keep flashing back to last season against Kentucky and week two on the road. Tigers end up falling by a possession there, but really the better team ended up winning that ball game. And I think at least early in the season, I think Kansas State is going to be the better team, and certainly last year they were the better team as well. So early in the season, I hate to say it, I think the Tigers start off 1-1. One and one. Now, moving on, another home game, Abilene Christian. Yeah, not a lot to say here. Obviously, this game needs to be over by halftime. This needs to be an even bigger beatdown than Louisiana Tech is if, again, if the Tigers are going to be better than all of us expect or indeed hope. Perhaps this is the first time we get to see Sam Horn get some game action. That could be exciting, a reason to hang around in the second half and not just go to your car for, for tailgating for the rest of the game. So Missouri obviously likely to go to 2-1 and one there in my opinion. Hey, 3-0 and oh would be even better. I'm certainly not dismissing that as a possibility. But if you're going to ask me today, I do think the Tigers start off a 2-1. and one. So that brings us, of course, to Auburn. And on paper, you know what? Auburn does have the better talent. I can admit that. And Auburn projects to be the better team, just based on all statistics that you can find. But as I've pointed out before in this space, name a failed coup attempt on a head coach in college football or, or really any sport that has actually worked out for that program or team in the long run. And yes, Kevin Durant, I'm looking directly at you right now. But I digress. This isn't an NBA show. We're talking college football here. This just seems like an extraordinarily weird time for Auburn football. So despite the fact that, yeah, they've obviously recruited well for, for years now, it just doesn't seem like anything is exactly adding up here. Zach Calzada going to be the starting quarterback, it sounds like, for Auburn. I wasn't exactly thrilled with him at Texas A&M, and I don't know that Texas A&M fans were either. So, again, could Brady Cook give you an advantage at the most important position on the field? I think he does, number one. And number two, I just think Missouri actually playing Auburn at the perfect time here. So, despite the fact that Missouri under Eli Drinkwitz has not been very good on the road so far, I'm actually going to give them their second road win ever under Drinkwitz at Auburn for a 3-1 and one start. 
So that's how I see it going the first game, the first month under Missouri's schedule. And I want to continue into the rest of that schedule, of course, but first I want to tell you about our title sponsor, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. You see, as we gear up for fall, it's time to find the right people on your team, and LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes at LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. Once again, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. Be sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Preview, a seven-episode preview with local college experts, team experts, Odyssey, college football insiders, everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Again, search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And one thing's for sure, I think Eli Drinkwitz took a lot of joy in ending the Dan Mullen tenure at the University of Florida last year. I don't think there's a whole lot of doubt about that. But I have to say Eli Drinkwitz could maybe learn something from the Dan Mullen tenure at Florida, and that's that the SEC and life in major college football can come at you really, really fast because... Let's not forget that while Dan Mullen certainly became a bit of a punchline at the end of his era, well, the first part of it started off really nicely. Dan won 21 games in his first couple seasons, a couple New Year's Six Bowls as well, a winning percentage of about 80%. Then the next couple years, well, the Gators fell down to 500. The perception of his recruiting had really fallen off, and well, Suddenly, the Gators already have a new coach. I don't know that a lot of people would have guessed that halfway even through the 2020 season when the Gators had just knocked off Texas A&M down in College Station and were pushing for the college football playoff. But, hey, that's exactly where we are. The Gators took, I guess, somewhat of a calculated risk, bringing in Louisiana's Billy Napier, a guy who has experience under Nick Saban, under Dabo Sweeney, a guy who really did take that Raging Cajuns program and took it up a serious notch, made them one of the Sun Belt's best teams without a doubt. So what do we expect here from Florida? Well, a lot of people, including myself, to be really candid, thought that Florida was playing the wrong quarterback last year. Emory Jones is now transferred to Arizona State, so that opens the door for Anthony Richardson But there's also the chance that maybe there's a reason Anthony Richardson sat behind a very limited Emory Jones at at Furrow Field last year. 
Maybe I'm overestimating Anthony Richardson. And on top of that, you know, there's a lot of reasons to think that, hey, first year under any new coach is really challenging. At the same time, overall, I'm a big believer in Billy Napier. I, I Actually, he was one of the guys that I wanted Missouri to strongly consider when they hired Eli Drinkwitz just a couple years ago. So I'm certainly not going to tell you that I think he's a bad coach. And, and certainly, before we get to that game in Gainesville, well, the Gators have a as tough of a start as Missouri. I would say maybe even tougher, arguably, with home games against Utah and Kentucky to kick off the Billy Napier era. Also a trip to Tennessee before then as well. Maybe Gator fans will be a little bit iffy on this season already. But you know what? In spite of all that, I think with Napier getting his preferred offensive line coach already back from the New York Giants, I just think, again, with with the Drinkwitz teams not performing very well on the road, that's just a little bit too tough for me to give them another road win this early in the season. So unfortunately, I have the Tigers losing to Florida. And also, oh, by the way, I already forgot the previous week. I already just skipped past the Georgia game at home. Well, there's a good reason for that. We're going to lose to Georgia. Just accept it. The thing to look at is can the Tigers at least be more competitive than they were against the Bulldogs in Athens last season? Can we at least get 20 points on the board against a defense that, while certainly is going to be wildly talented once again, did lose a lot of production off an historic defense last year. So at the very least, can the Tigers at least show some fight in that football game, at least maybe be closer to the 2020 first half than the last three halves of that of that feud, without a doubt. So now with the Tigers sitting at 3-3, three and three, a welcome game against the Vanderbilt Commodores at home. Boy, do James Franklin, and I mean current Penn State coach James Franklin, not the Missouri quarterback, did James Franklin's back-to-back 9-4 and four seasons at Vanderbilt look more incredible with each passing year? Because I would say yes, because since then, I think maybe the Commodore's most relevant moment was when a female place kicker squib kicked one against Missouri a couple years ago. That was probably their biggest moment since James Franklin. So simply put, if Missouri loses this game, just cancel the rest of the season. That's how bad that would be. I'm not sure any other SEC wins will be coming at that point. But obviously, I'm expecting a pretty comfortable Missouri victory there. So that sets up the rest of the schedule. You've got swing games against South Carolina, Kentucky, also Arkansas as well, a tough draw in Knoxville against the Volunteers. This is clearly the second half of the schedule. This will tell the tale for your Missouri Tigers. So how do I see it all playing out? Well, I'll tell you after these quick messages. And as it often seems to be, Missouri, at least in my opinion, will be sitting at 4-3 and three heading in to Columbia, South Carolina. Yet another swing game involving these two schools. Now, you, let's think back. If you're a Missouri fan, just to set the table for South Carolina this season, think back to just last season, the off season of 2021. Missouri exceeded national expectations during the pandemic year, Eli Drinkwitz's first season as coach. Eli was wowing the press with his bevy of Air Jordans and 
Dan Mullen based zingers. Well, this is exactly where South Carolina is right now. They weren't great last season, but Shane Beamer and company certainly exceeded the very lowest of expectations last season. A lot of outlets had Carolina winning three or four games. Well, you end up winning six, and people, especially when you're Frank Beamer's son, the great Virginia Tech head coach, people start to think, aha, they found their guy, and here we go. Especially when they get a transfer at quarterback that absolutely should be an upgrade. Say what you will about former Oklahoma Sooner Spencer Rattler, right? But he has to be an upgrade, at the very least, over Luke Doddy, right? Because that offense last season left a lot to be desired, despite, again, they did exceed expectations for sure, but that ineptitude, especially in the passing game, was probably the biggest reason it couldn't beat Missouri last year and the reason that a very suspect Tiger defense held its own in that victory. So again, a lot of reasons to think that South Carolina could easily beat Missouri this year, but again, I thought sort of same deal on the other side of the ball. Missouri was very, very limited with its passing game. Connor Basilek's hamstring injury just seemed to get worse as the year went along, and as he sort of explained now at his time at Indiana, that injury was really, really limiting him last year, and I think most of us could see that, right? But Definitely an explanation there for sure. But my feeling is I, I just think Missouri's going to get a big win here. I just don't think for as as impressive in some ways as South Carolina was the last season, they were also pretty fortunate to beat Vanderbilt. They had to come back there late and win, and the only winning team they beat last year was East Carolina. So let's maybe not put put the cock before the horse just yet, if you will. So... I'm giving Missouri a victory there. Tigers now at 5-3. and three. They get a big one. Now Kentucky at home. You know what's annoying about Mark Stoops? It's basically because he's Gary Pinkle. Look, the Kentucky Wildcats stole Missouri's model, and they're now doing it when we aren't. Now they have a really solid football program to go along with blue bloods and hoops, and, and frankly, that infuriates me. But you know what? Let's talk about the actual game. And I don't know that Kentucky quarterback Will Levis is a first-round pick, as some people have said yet, but he's pretty darn talented, too. He also has to, de- he also has to deal with losing a ton of receiving production last year and Wandale Robinson and Josh Ali on the outside. Liam Cohen, his offensive coordinator last season that I thought – finally took Kentucky's offense into the 21st century last season. You know, that's a lot for them to overcome. It really is. But at the same time, with Mark Stoops and having this program now established for a decade at this point, I tend to trust what they're doing, and I think they probably learned a lot of lessons offensively that should carry over to this season. But like I said, those losses do make me think, hey, Missouri has a chance here. And frankly, even though Levis was a big part of a lot of their victories last season, he's a big part of their losses as well. He threw some truly, truly bad interceptions along to go with a lot of great throws too. And frankly, just as an aside here, I tend to like the aggressive guys at quarterback, especially in college, because 
in my opinion, it's always easier to rein those guys in a little bit, tune that aggressiveness down a little bit than it is to ramp up a guy who's maybe a little bit scared. I like the guy who's not scared, maybe to his own detriment, but at least I have some confidence I can work with there. There's a guy I can at least teach something, in my opinion. But still, Will Levis, yeah, he might throw Missouri the ball a couple times and give him a chance, but even at home, I I just can't pick Missouri to beat Kentucky right now. Again, week to week, we'll see what happens, and I often change my picks in game week of a lot of these games for sure than I had in the preseason. And, you know, frankly, I only got one wrong last year of game week, and that was Boston College. So take all these picks with a grain of salt. And now the Tigers move on to Knoxville. And bless anyone's heart who bought deeply into volunteer hype during the preseason the past 20 years or so. But you know what? I think it's different this time. I think Josh Heupel... What he's building in Tennessee is fairly real, at least for this season anyway, at least for 2022. Now, maybe ultimately the Hypel era in Tennessee will trend down eventually like his time at Central Florida did, but again, at least for 2022, I think the Vols are going to build on a really solid start, more than solid, a really good start to the Hypel era. Most of the production from last year's really good offense returns and you know, Tennessee's defense certainly isn't any more suspect than Missouri's. So just based on that alone, it's impossible for me to pick the Tigers in Knoxville at this point in time. So hate to say it, Tigers take a loss there in my opinion. Now, next week, Faroe Field, New Mexico State. Let's face it, another beatdown should be coming here. Four pretty obvious victories on the schedule this is one of them. Again, you just hope the Tigers look really good doing it. And, you know, maybe Sam Horn and other true freshmen can get some actual action here without burning their red shirts. That's all you really hope for there. So finally, that comes down to the last game of the season. You're either going to finish another 500 year for the Tigers, or can we actually have a winning season for once? Comes down to Black Friday against the Arkansas Razorbacks. And while clearly the Hogs were the better team last season, there's zero question about that, the Tigers actually did hang in that game for a while despite an obviously hobbled, hobbled, excuse me, Connor Basilak throwing for about 65 to 70 yards of passing in that game. Also, Traylon Burks, who I was just an enormous a fan of just for not only his athleticism but his toughness as well. Well, he was all, he's off to the Tennessee Titans as the 18th overall pick of last year's NFL draft and you know, again, I'll give the Tigers more of a chance here than maybe I would on paper just because the Drinkwitz Tigers have been so much better at Memorial Stadium than they have been away from it. So could the Tigers pull the upset here? I think they have a chance because the Hogs' offense was very explosive last season, but not particularly efficient. Does K.J. Jefferson, their quarterback, can he make another step? Well, if he's about the same guy as he was last year, that gives you hope that maybe that Arkansas offense will take a significant step back. Barry Odom's defense also doesn't have the amount of return, a massive amount of of returning experience from last year's roster, but I think he can probably coach these guys up, to be really honest with you. 
year three of Odom as the Arkansas defensive coordinator, that's maybe going to lend itself to more continuity than it might seem on paper. By God, with Missouri having its fourth defensive coordinator in four years, or I guess third in three years, I guess Ryan Walters was the defensive coordinator carried over from the Odom era. But yeah, three in three years, heck of a lot more continuity than Missouri has had without question. And yet in spite of that, on paper, you know, the advanced stats say Arkansas is about a 60% chance to win this ball game. You know what? I think the Tigers are going to be a little bit better than expected. Maybe Arkansas slightly worse than expected at home. I'll take those odds. Give me the Tigers to win. Give me the Tigers to have their first winning season in many years, seven and five. I will take it. And you know what? I think you'll take it too, if you're being real honest with yourself. Maybe you wanted me to go eight and four. I just couldn't quite get to eight and four, but seven and five? I think I'd be I'd be satisfied with that season, and hopefully that's gonna lay the foundation for an even better twenty twenty three. But you know what? Thanks again for listening to Locked On Mizzou. Get more on the SEC, by the way, by making Locked On the SEC your second listen. Every day, Chris Gordy is just excellent cast of guests take you across the southeastern conference in less than 30 minutes a day once again that's locked on sec wherever you get your podcasts so until next time i'm john miller and thanks for listening to locked on mizzou 